You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Got a couple of cool things to talk to you about today. And before we go into those few things, I want to tell you what this episode is all about. So this episode, you're going to get 16 different sexual touching moves to use when meeting women, when you're with women. These are all different types of touching moves, whether you guys are in the bedroom, and there's even some before you get to the bedroom. And they are all done by 16 different sex and dating gurus. And what's really cool is they go into detail explaining their move And you're going to be able to actually use them depending on the context of what's going on with you and the woman. So these are 16 different gurus. Some of them are still gurus. Some of them are not anymore. Where this all came from was I have a program that exists right now. It's called 33 Magic Moves. And so 33 Magic Moves was originally a video course where I got 33 different experts to give their one best touch move or sexual touching move. And then I realized that the moves were really cool, but it didn't seem very cohesive. And there was also a lot of moves that I wanted to add in there that other experts just didn't do or couldn't do. So I feel like the program wasn't a full program. So that's why I ended up actually completely redoing the 33 Magic Moves program. So those of you who have it know what I'm talking about. Those of you who don't, it's a program that's in my members area. It's a video course and it's 33 different sex positions and sex moves and touching moves all taught to you by myself and one of the biggest sex coaches around Caitlin V. Neal. Maybe you've heard of her before. She's got a massive YouTube channel. She's been on my podcast before. She's been on my YouTube channel before. So we created the program together. So it's very cohesive. So to kind of give you a summary here, what you're getting today on this episode is 16 moves that I extracted from the old program, which I think are the best because they're still really awesome. This is just not part of the new edition program that I created. And the reason why there's 16, obviously at one point there was 33, and I just wanted to give you the best of the ones that I think that are the most helpful, that are described the best, and don't need necessarily visual cues because, of course, this is a podcast, right? So so you're going to get those here today. If you're interested in getting the 33 Magic Moves program, which, again, does not include the 16 you're going to hear today, it's 33 complete new moves. I'll put a link in the show notes where you can get that. Sometimes people get it when they're going through the Hooked program. So when you get my Hooked program and you purchase that, it gives you an option to get the 33 Magic Moves program. So it's not really anywhere else other than inside of that funnel. Or you can get it right now. I don't talk about it too much. Maybe I should do it more. But it's an amazing program and you can get that. So that's an option for you. So that's announcement number one and also an explanation of what today's episode is all about. I wanted to say something else that is completely off topic I started a new podcast, and this is the first time that I'm actually announcing it, and I'm really excited about it, and I'll explain to you what it is now. The podcast is called Relationships Are Underrated. So what it's all about is it's about relationships, and it's technically 
in theory, it's a podcast for couples. So it's made for people who are in relationships. However, if you're not in a relationship, and I imagine most people listening to this podcast are not in relationships, that doesn't mean you're excluded from listening to it. It still talks about all the things that you would need to know and learn for a relationship so that it prospers and you have an amazing relationship. And the reason why I called the podcast Relationships Are Underrated is because my co-host and I do believe that. We believe that relationships are underrated and they don't, they basically aren't something that we think people spend enough time learning about and they don't appreciate enough to invest time learning about. That relationships, a good relationship at that, can really create an amazing life for you. And you can have a life that is more powerful than being all alone. And I'm just not sure people really understand that. Of course, it seems like a funny title, right? Relationships are underrated where people would think, well, how are they underrated? People want to get into them all the time. Well, there's, I think, a difference between wanting to get in one and then really working on one, right? Getting in one because you're lonely or needy or feeling an anxious attachment is one reason to get into a relationship. But another reason could be to have a partner where you have a life that is amazing and it's not just to fulfill your anxieties or your low self-esteem. Every episode, we go into a new topic. Again, it is myself and my co-host, one of my good friends, mentors, colleagues. His name is Jonathan Astley. He's a dating coach for women. He's been on this podcast actually about four or five times in the entirety of the podcast, and me and him wanted to start it together. People have been asking me, well, why not? It's still about dating and relationships and sex. Why not just put it on the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Well, the reason is, is because, again, the podcast is really more about relationships and about helping people who are in relationships, where this podcast isn't really about that, right? It's to teach guys like yourself to meet and attract more women. And then once you're in a relationship, I do give some relationship advice, of course, here on this podcast, but I go more in depth in the other podcast. I've already announced this on my Instagram, I had some people asking me, even some clients asking me, wait, so you're not going to do the How to Talk to Girls podcast anymore? Is that over? Have you moved on from that? Absolutely not. I love this podcast more than you'll ever know. I have no plan at all on stopping this. I don't even know when. This is this is my life. This podcast, Trip Advice, the YouTube channel, all of that. The new podcast is just a new project that I'm working on, and it's not going to take me away from this podcast. I'm not going to do less for the How to Talk to Girls podcast or put out less episodes because I'm doing another one. Not at all. In fact, the, one of the reasons why I now have the bandwidth to even do another podcast is because I have a coach that works for me. So now when you want to get coaching with Trip Advice, you can either work with me or another coach here. Right now, his name is Eric. He's been working with me for several months now, and he's killing it, by the way. Guys who are working with him are getting insane results. His renewal rate is so high. Guys end up working with him for, for several months. And uh, my point is, is that now that I have another coach, it frees up some of my time to be able to produce more content, better content. And that means besides, of course, starting a new podcast that I just told you about, but doing even better content on here. For example, I needed time to be able to go through and find out like, okay, which touching moves do I want to present today? Like that took time, right? So I have more time to be able to produce better content. 
And that means, again, I was able to now fit time in the schedule to be able to create a whole new podcast. Again, it's called Relationships Are Underrated. It's here on Apple. It's here on Spotify. So wherever you're listening to this, it is available. And every single week, we're getting it on new platforms. But the main ones, Apple, Spotify, it is already live. So you can go check it out. And of course, I would love for you to listen to the first couple episodes. Maybe you'll enjoy it. Maybe you'll end up getting a kick out of it because it's a new podcast with me, but talking with someone else. So if you're already a fan of some of my advice and and just the way I explain things, you're going to really enjoy it. And there's a lot of entertainment in it as well. So it's not just a, a dry teaching program or anything like that. It is fun. I, we do bullshit a bit about the topic and give our opinions. And and Jonathan and I don't agree on everything. So there's definitely some some heavy debates in there. And it's just a a really fun time. So go check it out. Relationships are underrated. You'll see it there. It's big, bright, and red. And like I said, if you enjoy it and you listen to it, would love a five-star review and definitely follow it. So check it out. All right. So those are all the announcements. We're going to get to the 16 sexual touching moves, which you're going to listen to right now. Again, if you want a full program on how to be amazing in the bedroom, give women amazing orgasms that will help you whenever you're sleeping with a woman and when you're in a relationship, check it out. 33 magic moves. There's a link right now in the show notes that you can get. In the meantime, check out the 16 sexual touching moves from 16 different gurus. Here it is. Hi, I'm Caitlin V. Neal from CaitlinVNeal.com, and Tripp has asked me here today to discuss my technique for anal touch. So why include anal touch in your sex practices? The anus is full of nerve endings, both men's and women's anuses. It can feel really good. It can change things up. It can add a little bit of novelty into your sex life, and you're missing out on all these really cool sensations if you don't incorporate it. How do you go about incorporating anal touch? For me, you should be already within a sexual act. You should be already like sexually engaged in some way, already giving and receiving pleasure. You want to make sure that you use a lubricated finger. We're not going for anal penetration here. We're just going to touch the outside of the anus, but even so, a smooth lubricated finger feels much better than a dry one. When you are in the act of lovemaking or you're already intimate with a partner, you are either going to verbally communicate with them beforehand or kind of go for, go towards their anus. Give them lots of opportunity to say yes and no. You could say things like, how does this feel? Is this good? Is it okay that I do this? Make sure that they give you a verbal affirmation, a yes. Uh, Maybe will count as a no for this technique. As long as you get a enthusiastic and affirmative yes, then go ahead and lubricate your finger and start to touch, massage, and rub along the outside of the anus. Similarly to the way that you would stimulate a clit, maybe by like doing some light tapping, maybe by some light rubbing, maybe a figure eight, Go ahead and start to stimulate the area around the anus and the anus itself. If your partner responds super enthusiastically and they're really into it, then you might want to go for penetrating the anus with your finger. If that's the case, use one finger to start off with. And remember that the anus and the anal canal, the rectum, is actually facing inside of the body. It's actually angled towards the body. So just the same way that the vaginal canal is angled in towards the body, the anal canal is angled in towards the vaginal canal. Things to keep in mind as you're going down 
look up some human anatomy if this is your first time, just to get an idea of the angle at which you want to enter the anus. My point in introducing the technique was not to tell you about anal penetration, just about anal touch. And the reason that I think that this is super important and deserves a lot of consideration before you introduce it is that especially female partners, especially women, might have had instances in the past where someone went for their anus, like without a lot of consideration, without carefully considering the context. Maybe they were trying to get to anal sex and this was like the step along the path in the anal sex escalator. You're going to want to communicate to your female partner that this isn't an end game. You're not trying to get her to have anal with you right away. You just want to create something that's also sexually exciting and stimulating. If your female partner feels that you're super goal oriented or she questions your motives, you haven't communicated to her clearly, or if her anus has never been used at all in sexual play, she doesn't have that network of cells in her brain that go, oh, anus being stimulated, sexually relevant. So you wanna start building those connections in her brain so that eventually you could do other stuff to explore the anus and the pleasure that it can provide to her. So what are some reasons that people are afraid of using anal touch? Some people think that because the anus is associated with waste products and feces that it's kind of inherently gross, dangerous, or taboo. I think that the fact that it's a little bit taboo can be exciting and can be actually a plus for anal stimulation. Also, feces, poop, is not stored in the rectum. So most people's anuses are pretty clean. If that's something that you're worried about, maybe offer to take a shower together and suds each other up before you introduce any kind of anal play. Other things to be considerate of are just making sure that your fingernails are clean and trim and that your partner is interested, willing, and excited to go for that with you. And if they are, and you explore their anus, I can promise you that you will be opening up a new treasure chest of sensations that they might never have otherwise tried. Hey, how's it going? It's Craig Miller. So I wanted to give you one of my best tips for like getting physical. Uh, escalation is another word that some people might call it, but essentially, you know, it's a, it's an integral part of dating and meeting somebody and building a relationship that's romantic and not platonic because, you know, that, that physical connection is one of those key things that turns things, you know, from friendship to something romantic. And it's really important that you do that straight from the beginning, like right when you meet that you set the tone because first impressions are really important and they're really hard to change. I mean, there's a lot of research up there. I think it's like nine times harder to convince someone that you're likable if you make a bad first impression rather than if you just make a good first impression. So I guess another way of saying that would be it's nine times easier to just do it right the first time. So one of the things that can help set you off as a romantic guy who knows how to get physical and understands how to do that in a way, which which is a great message to send because that sort of implies you know your way around the bedroom and everything else that's going to come after that, which is good. You know, if a woman was going to date a guy or just have one night stand, that would be something that she would be pretty interested in. So I learned this from a mentor of mine, but it's awesome, and I have used it a huge number of times. And it's actually kind of a weird thing because uh, you would never normally do this with anybody else. So, you know, I kind of refer to it as like the seductive handshake or something like that. It has a couple different names, but essentially when you meet somebody for the first time that you find attractive, you would just go up to them and you would introduce yourself and 
you would stick your hand out like as if you're going to go shake their hand. You don't want to give them like a rock solid business handshake. You want to give them kind of like a light handshake. And uh, you just kind of want to hold on to their hand lightly like this. I'm trying to use my own hand here because I don't have anybody to demonstrate on. But, you know, just hold lightly like this. And then while you're doing this, while you're holding their hand, just keep talking about whatever you were talking about and keep looking in their eyes. So those are the kind of the key components of this that make it work. You know, if you're silent or um, you're kind of looking away or you look nervous in some way or you're just not, you know, connecting with them visually, it's not really going to have the intended effect. And a lot of times, you know, like one of the key things that takes things in that romantic direction is, you know, really intense eye contact and physical touch, especially like prolonged physical touch. So, you know, this is a great way to do that really early on. You know, you basically you crack a joke or you have some kind of opening line or something like that. And then, you know, close to after that, you would say, Hey, you know, my name is what's your name. And then you go out and you do the handshake and you do this kind of, you know, you can do hand under hand over rather than like a, you know, side to side handshake. So this is like a little more, uh, you know, romantic courtship type of thing, as opposed to like a business handshake or anything like that. And you just kind of let her hand like lightly lay in yours and you, you know, you can have your thumb on top of it or whatever. And you just kind of let it sit there and you hold on to it and look in her eyes and you just keep talking about whatever you were talking about. And that's pretty much it. And again, it's going to feel weird because this is not something you normally do in a, um, you know, in a relationship with other people. You know, you wouldn't do this in like a business relationship or something like that. It would seem kind of weird or like, you know, if you shook somebody's hand and held on to it for a really long time, it would seem almost like a power move, right? Like you might piss some people off. So this is something that we kind of feel like we shouldn't do, but it actually works really, really well. So even though it feels kind of crazy and weird, I would definitely go out and use it. I would use it at least three times because, you know, it could not work the first time. And the other thing is, you know, I like to leave the hand lightly there because if she wants to pull it away or anything like that, that's totally cool. You should absolutely let her do that. So whenever she feels like, you know, this is ready or she's like, oh, can I have my hand back or anything like that? It's not a big deal. Don't worry about that. That happens sometimes, you know, different people have different levels of comfort with this. And, you know, I'd say typically the more interested she is into you or the more open uh, maybe sexually she is in general, the, the longer she'll be cool with with keeping her hand there. So again, don't freak out if she wants to take her hand back. It's not a bad thing. Um, You know, I would say this works probably 60, 70 percent of the time. So it's pretty good. And, you know, it's always a good move to do. It only helps you. And I would say there generally is is not a good reason not to do it. So that's my top tip. That's kind of how you execute it. And uh, there you go. Hey, it's Brent Smith with Attract Hotter Women, and in this video, I'm going to teach you a technique that you can use to escalate when you're alone with a woman much faster than usual, okay? This isn't going to be a super long video because this is the easiest technique ever. Okay, so you probably have some kind of long seduction scenario that you use with women when you're alone with them, and I know I used to have a very long one. It lasted for hours. So my point in this video is just telling you, you do not need to do that anymore, okay? So I want you to throw your old scenario out the window. I've done tons of experiments and I learned the hard way that 
Whether you do it in five minutes or five hours, the result is always the same. And here's why. Because a woman's decision to be intimate with you or to have sex with you is made within her decision to be alone with you. So it's made before, not after the two of you are together. Okay, so that's the first concept I need you to understand here. Secondly, what I want you to do next time you're alone with a woman is I want you to do, I want you to go for the full thing within five minutes of her arriving at your place or five minutes of you arriving at her place, okay? So however you guys get together alone, five minutes, five minutes. This will save you hours and days and months and add up to years if you're with a lot of women, okay? And what I want you to do is however you make your first move, whether you, you lean in uh, for the kiss or whether you put your hand on her leg or whatever, what I think is most effective is you put your hand on her leg, let's say you're sitting on a couch next to each other, put your hand on her leg and you lean in and say into her ear, what do you like? This is one of the questions that even super experienced guys don't ask and then they wonder why women don't rave about their sexual technique in bed. Because you know, guys who are experienced think they know more than they actually do. So for you inexperienced guys out there, if you are, let me tell you, this is big time for you, okay? What do you like? And she's then going to tell you. And then you can do it if you know what she's talking about. Now, if you don't know what she's talking about, the next thing you're gonna say is gonna be super important. You're gonna say, show me. That's it. And then you're gonna learn. And you're gonna be getting down to business. Or you're not, but you know what? <laughs> At least you know within five minutes. Don't waste your life with the long ass seduction scenario that you don't need to be going through any longer. And two things, what do you like? And if you don't understand what she says, show me. This is my most important tip, <laughs> believe it, my most important tip on escalating with a woman, okay? So that's it, talk to you later. Hey guys, this is Carlos Zuma and I am here today to tell you a little bit about how to attract women with palm reading. So this is a very simple way to get in physical contact with a woman very quickly. And it's one of my staple techniques, if you will, and I wanna pass it on to you. And the reason the palm reading works so well when it comes to attraction is that women fall for emotion and not logic. I know that's kind of a duh by now, but I want you to really, really get that because a lot of guys are still approaching and still trying to seduce and still trying to attract women using logic. You can't get a woman interested using logic. Palm reading, on the other hand, is a great way to generate positive feelings because it's a fun game that's easy to get into. It doesn't engage the rational part of her mind in any way. And getting her involved in a shared activity will also help you bond with her faster. Okay? This is a shared thing between you two. It's not just her you know, watching you perform. She's actually involved in it. It also helps you break the touch barrier and get her used to the idea of making physical contact with you. Comfort building is an absolute must when it comes to attraction, and this breaks that barrier really quickly. So tracing the lines on her palm will also have a hypnotic effect on her. The sensation of running your finger is highly stimulating, and it engages her on a physical level as well. Emotionally, Talking about topics like love and destiny is going to 
further draw her in. And this is what they used to call chick crack. And I think they still call it that to this day because women are all about feelings. So you're talking about things like love. You're talking about things like destiny because that's what the palm gives you. Palm reading will give her that little dose of of everything she needs and she'll associate these feelings she's experiencing with you because she's around you and you're the one who's doing it. And you just need to know the basics and you can totally wing it. All right, this is the thing. I only learned like, I don't know, literally, <laughs> I was gonna say a handful of lines, a handful of techniques and it's literally what it is. Seriously, I only learned about four or five different lines on the palm and that's all you really need in order to work with this, okay? You don't have to really even know what you're doing. You can totally make stuff up because that's what most everybody else is doing who says they can read palms. Don't believe them. They're not really telling your future, okay? So I'm gonna show you these lines right now. All right, there's only three lines you really need. And I'm gonna actually give you a bonus line here as we talk about this. So the easiest lines to learn on the palm are the lifeline, which is the one that runs along the outside of the mound of the thumb. Okay, it's very easy to recognize. You'll see it starts down in the, the base of your palm and go, curves around your, uh, the, again, the mound of your palm. The headline is the next line that kind of parallels that. So there, there's two lines that are kind of parallel. It depends on uh, certain people's palms. Sometimes the headline will not just go straight down. It'll go across the palm and curve back around. Sometimes it'll even cross the heart line, okay? So watch for that line. So you've got the lifeline, the headline, and then the heart line, of course, easily the most important one on her palm. And that one runs typically from the index finger or just below all the way across her palm to just below her pinky. Sometimes it goes across the edge of the palm too. And you know, you make stuff up depending on the length of the line, which ones cross each other. There is one extra line I'm gonna tell you about. It's very easy to learn too. It's called the fate line. Now tell me that one isn't gonna be interesting to women. That one runs straight up and typically crosses one or both of the head and heart lines. Sometimes it even crosses the lifeline. Sometimes it joins it. But it's a, it's a line that goes straight up the middle of your palm and you'll see that one too, okay? Whereas the lifeline curves off, the fate line tends to go straight up the middle of the palm. So there you go. Those are the only lines you need to know. Those are the only lines of the palm. Now I'm gonna give you, once you know these basic lines, you're gonna be able to improvise pretty quickly and easily any interpretations you want to make. If you want to use cold reading phrases, which are another great technique, something I teach in my programs, to make it seem like you have like a psychic ability, well, you can go ahead and do that too. But honestly, this is supposed to be about fun. Don't make it too serious. Just make statements that can be open to interpretation so that she can fill in and provide her own meaning, the meaning that fits her personality and her situation. Let me give you an example of a, of a good cold reading line. You can say something like, you know what, you seem like an upbeat person most of the time, but you know, this line right here shows something happened recently that's bummed you out a little bit. Now, of course, that's wide open to interpretation. Everybody gets bummed out all the time. Women do probably more so than men. Here's another great line. It shows here you're kind of, well, you're on the fence about a big decision that you want to make. Who isn't make, trying, thinking that they're making a big decision? Every decision we make in our lives we think is a big decision, even if it really isn't. It's just because it pertains to us. Now, she might give you some information that you can then use to keep you on the right path of questioning. She can say, yeah, you know what? I was thinking about this. I was trying to decide if I want to stay at my job or not. You're like, hmm, yeah, I sense that. You can even make it seem like you already knew what she was thinking and you can say, yeah, you know, I kind of, I got that vibration from you. Using new age fluffy words like vibration will never hurt. When she responds positively to your statement and she says something like, yeah, I'm actually thinking about a big choice. You go along with it and you just say something like, yeah, it's been on your mind for quite a while now, huh? 
And of course, it'll seem like you knew it all along. Now, if your statement or your question doesn't quite knock it out of the park with her, just tweak it a little bit until it fits her situation. Like she says, ah, I don't think I've got any really big decisions. And you'd say, well, maybe it's a, it seems like a smaller decision and it just it feels small, but you're wondering if it is a big decision. And you can totally tweak this and eventually she wants to go along with it. Women don't want to contradict you. That goes against their nature. So they'll find a reason to make it apply to them. You could say something like, okay, it was a major choice you made before, maybe like a year ago or so when you had to make some changes in your life. Again, wide open, totally cold read. Now, if she busts you on it, and if she's the type of girl that busts you on it, just roll with it, go along with it. This is extremely rare, by the way. Don't worry about it. It almost never happens. But occasionally you got a woman who just likes to, you know, stir things up. Go along with it. Just say, if she says something like, you're pulling my leg, aren't you? And you can say, yeah, maybe. No, just be quiet so I can think of some other great stuff to read on your poem here. Keep just let me hold your hand. Throw in some jokes at the end and just keep it light. Remember, this should be a fun experience, nothing serious for her. And if she doesn't call you on it, you just finish up with a little bit of a joke. You say something like, okay, so this line here says you're about to fall in love with a guy you just met. And strangely enough, he does palm reading. And then of course you can throw in a specific description of yourself. Uh, he's about five foot 10, wearing a black shirt, torn jeans, white sneakers. Sound familiar? There's also alternate divining methods you can use to get women interested, things like tarot cards, and I used to do handwriting analysis, which is also really good. But honestly, this is the best one. I teach the, all of these in my programs, but this is by far one of my best because it immediately gets you in physical contact with a woman and every woman wants to know her future. It also works because you can work in compliments on her traits. You say things like, you seem like a cool person to hang out with, but you also know when to put your foot down when somebody steps out of line. She'd be like, yeah, yeah. Okay, it gives you an opportunity to give her compliments like that and not seem like you're trying to kiss her ass. And like palm reading, putting her front and center and talking about her personality traits is incredibly validating. Whatever you come up with is going to be really, really a big boost to um, her sense of self and the way she feels about herself. Hello, mate. I'm going to talk about touching. Touching is the best tool you have to create a connection with a girl. It's better than any word you can say. If you can touch a girl in a natural way, you create a connection immediately. You don't have to say anything. That's why I suggest you to change your conception of touching. You don't have to touch just the girls you're interested to. You should touch everyone. You should touch your friends, your colleagues, people of your family. You have to touch everyone. It should be something natural. It should be something that you do automatically without even thinking about that. If you think that touching someone is weird, you will pass this feeling to the other person and this other person will feel that your touch is weird as well. So that's why you have to embrace touching and make it something normal for you, something that you do automatically without thinking about and it's natural. It's not weird anymore. It's not weird to touch somebody else. For you, it's natural and it will become natural for the other person as well. When you meet a person who touch everyone all the time, you don't realize these people is touching. If these people is talking with you as it's, and is touching your arm or is touching your shoulder, you don't realize that because it's so normal for this other person that becomes normal for you as well. And the funny thing is that when you think about the most charismatic people that you know, probably the majority of them are people who touch all the time. Because when you touch a person, this other person will feel connected with you immediately, will feel closer to you. Like 
you are his best friend for no reason at all. On the same way, start paying attention on how the other people touch and when they touch. Start paying attention on that and start learning from others. This is the only way you learn, looking at others that are better than you. So pay attention on how the other people touch each other. Just look at them and study them and realize when they touch, where they touch, how they touch. You will learn things, you will learn, you will get a lot of feedback just looking at other people. But let's get into the girl topic. When we should touch her and where? The answer to the first question is that you should touch her as soon as you can. And as soon as you can, I mean that you should touch her immediately. I know a lot of people, they approach the girl and they touch the girl when they are approaching her. So just a little tip on the forearm or just a little tip on the shoulder, something like that, just something slight. They do that. They approach the girl and they touch the girl at the same time. But maybe this is too extreme for you. And actually, it's not my style. So I, I never do that. But for some people, it works. But if you don't want to try that, you should touch her as soon as you can. As soon as you can when you start talking with her. So you start talking with her, you, you open the conversation, you approach her, you start talking with her. Touch her as soon as you can. The problem with this thing is that, all right, I got it. I have to touch her as soon as I can, but how? I mean, should I put my hand on her shoulder? Should I put my hand on her forearm, like randomly? Just when I'm saying something, I just put my hand there. Well, no, there is a technique for this. There is a technique that is totally easy. And I realized that, as I was saying before, just looking at people, I was paying attention on what naturals naturally do. They touch other people when they want to make a point or they touch people when they say a joke. So the best way to touch somebody else, somebody that you don't know, is to connect touching with you more. If you say a joke, and especially if you are both laughing at this joke, she don't realize you're touching her. It's not weird. You're laughing, you're having a good time. You're not thinking about your aunt on her forearm. You're not thinking about that. You're just having a good time. That's the best moment. When you, when you say a joke, when you say something funny, touch her while you're saying or after you said that joke. A few examples to make you understand what I mean. If you approach this girl and uh, she's saying something about herself and she says something that is really cool, like, I don't know, one interest that she has that is totally cool, well, you can say something like, oh my God, now I have to marry you. And you touch her forearm. So while you're saying something that is a, a joke or something like joke, you just touch her. Oh my God, now I have to marry you. And you just touch her. And this is totally natural. You're not talking about politics and you're not talking about the news and you touch her. You are saying a joke. So it's something that should make you closer, should make you laugh about something, laugh together about something. So why not touching her? Or for example, you're approaching this girl, she's a little confused, she doesn't know what you want. So you can just touch her and say, don't worry, this is not a robbery. This is kind of funny. So you see how natural it is. It's not like touching her randomly, just putting your hand on her arm like without any reason. You have a reason because you're saying something funny and touching her would be totally natural. But where should I touch her? Where should I put my hand? Well, the safe area where you can put your hand that she won't feel threatened is from her elbow to her shoulder. This part here is the safe area. She won't feel threatened if you 
Put your hand here. It's okay. Don't go over shoulder, don't go over shoulder. This is the call the police part. Don't go there, not yet at least. So just stay here, just stay here. I'm not saying that the lower elbow is wrong, it's okay as well, but this part here is safer, is better. So put your hand there, just a little, a slight touch. You don't have to crop her, her arm. Don't do that because she's gonna take the pepper spray and it's gonna end up bad but just a slight touch, a little slight touch on this part when you're saying a joke. That's all you have to do. So to recap, first of all, you have to start touching everyone, everyone around you, not just the girls you're interested to, everyone. Second thing is that you should start taking notice of how other people touch each other, especially people who are charismatic. Start taking notice of these people, how they are relating each other, how they touch each other, when they touch each other, how they touch each other. Start paying attention of these little things. Then you, when the next time you will approach a girl, touch her as soon as you can. Don't waste time. The more you wait, the, the weirder uh, it's gonna be. So just touch her as soon as you can and connect humor with touch. Say a joke, say something funny, say a bullshit and touch her at the same time or after when you're laughing. It's a lot better than touching her when you're talking about something serious. It's easier, she won't feel that. It's strange, she, will, she won't feel that it's weird. It's normal for the both of you. And at the end, this is the safe area. From her shoulder to her elbow. So touch her ear not grabbing your arms, just a little slight touch. Just a little slight touch, it's enough. Good luck, mate. Hey, this is David from davidwygant.com. Trip asked me to give you my best sex technique. Now, this is something that is going to be entirely different than you ever thought before. Because with women, sex starts with feeling safe. And a lot of guys don't understand that. So a lot of guys are out on that first date and they're thinking about the kiss. When do I kiss her? Should I grab her ass? And, you know, and should I kiss her neck? And how do I get her back to my house? And all this other stuff. But let me tell you something. Do you want to really turn a woman on so she's wetter than she's ever been before, hungrier than she's ever been before, sucks your dick like it's never been sucked before? There's one technique that most guys don't understand, and I call it the hug. Oh, the hug. Wait a second. The hug? You guys know the hug, right? You know, your grandmother gives you a hug, or your mom gives you a hug, or you give your sister a hug, or <clears throat> if you're not homophobic, you do the bro hug. But what do I mean by the hug? The hug is the most powerful sexual technique you will ever learn to make her desire you. I'm going to explain why. It's the first date, and this is where sex starts. Sex for a woman starts in her mind, in her heart, in her soul. She wants to feel safe and connected to you. So what happens? at the end of the first date. Most of you go into golden retriever humping stage. You know, you act like a dog that's never been laid. You're literally grinding on her leg going, oh, oh my God, please fuck me, please. You know, you're jamming your man tongue down her woman throat and she's, <clears throat> she's choking nonstop. Me, I do it entirely different. You see, I believe in the principle of life. I believe it before I see it. Because if I believe it, I actually see it. So when I go out with a woman, I already believe we're gonna have great sex. I already believe she's gonna come like a mad woman. I already believe she's gonna suck my dick like never before. So the fact of the matter is, why do I need to use any techniques besides the hug to make her wetter than she's ever been before? So this is what I do. 
I look at her, we're by the car, because I always allow her to meet me. It's a great way to do it, because it also, also is safety. When you meet a woman, you might have swipe dated her or whatever else, so you want to meet her, have her by the car. So you walk out of the restaurant, you walk out of the place, you walk out of wherever you are, and you look at her and you stare at her and you give her direct eye contact. Don't look down, look at her in her eyes, melt her, make her feel safe, make her feel like she's in the presence of a man. And then you need to look at her and you need to say this, come here, come here, like this. You need to just grab her and you need to hug and pull her in so she can feel your manliness, your body, and let her sink and melt into the hug. Don't break the hug very, very fast. Just hold her and rest your head, kind of like right here, right by her ear, and then whisper to her, I love hugs. Hugging makes me feel so good, if you don't want to use the word love. Love is good because it's subliminal. Hugging is great. And then hold her and feel her and watch her start to melt into you. She'll start melting into you. You'll start feeling her body mold into you. Do not break the hug. Hold it and now do this. Rock her just a little bit. This is a great technique, okay? Because it brings her back to when she was a baby in the crib. She was being rocked to sleep. Trust me, guys, man, this is some fucked up high power shit I'm giving you right now. Rock her a little bit. Now all of a sudden she's starting to feel safe and secure because it brings her back to that. It really brings her back to that unconscious desire. And that's what you really want to tap into, that unconscious desire. She feels safe, you're hugging her. Now, after about a minute, a minute and a half, you pull back a little bit, you look at her, and you give her a slight kiss on the lips, and that's it. Or, even better, you give her a kiss on the forehead and on each cheek, and you smile, and then you push her gently to her car and say, till next time. Then you tell her this, text me when you get home. I want to make sure you feel safe when you get home. Ding, 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 ding. She already feels safe. She's been hugged by you. She already feels really, really good. She feels amazing. Now you use the word safe, which is definitely programming her brain more. She's going, oh my God, I already feel safe. Yes, I'll text him. And then when she texts you, I'm home. And they'll usually say, thank you so much. That hug was great. Then you need to send her this text. That hug was amazing. I can't wait till the next one. I'm all about, fuck, I'm all about hugs. Smiley face. Bingo. You have it, my friend. You have a woman that's aching to be with you. She's probably gonna masturbate when she gets home thinking about you. She's feeling you, she feels your body. You didn't put any pressure on her at all. You're building because sex is not about having the sex, it's about building the sex. And this is the one thing that so many people forget and I've been doing it forever. And the funny thing about it is when I learned the power of hug, it happened accidentally in high school because I was so nervous to go in for the kiss, my mouth was so dry. So I just hugged her for two minutes because I just wanted to hold her tight. And it was amazing. I did it throughout college and I would always get laid the second or third date. And I did it throughout my 20s. And like while guys were just, you know, trying to score on the first date, I was having sex after second or third date because I was giving them the hug. I stumbled upon this by accident. And now I use it to perfection every single time. You get the call back because she feels safe. She's already in a relationship with you because a hug makes her feel secure. She feels like she can trust you because you didn't jam your tongue down her throat. And most importantly, you've used words telling her, call me, text me when you get home so I know you're safe. The power of the hug, start using it. And it's also gonna relax you too because you don't have to worry about that first kiss. That first kiss can come on date number two because you've built it up. And the more you build it up, the better sex is gonna be. The power of the hug. David Wygant, out. Hello, I'm James Priest, and I'm a UK dating coach. I've been a dating coach for over a decade, helping men and women find love. And today, I've been asked to teach you something involving the power of touch. 
So what I'm going to show you is something really quick, really easy and great fun that does not involve you touching her in any way, yet it's still related to touch. What you do, first of all, you have a normal conversation with the person that you're interested in. And when you do, listen really, really carefully to what she says. That's important advice anyway, of course, but listen very carefully to the answer to this question. Because you're going to ask her something along the lines of this. So tell me, what sort of guy do you want to meet tonight? Or, for example, you might say, what are you attracted to in a man? And her answer is vital. And she might say to you, well, I want to meet someone who's tall, dark and handsome and he treats me really, really well. Then what you do is you repeat back to her her own words a bit later. You say to her, oh, right. So if I'm understanding this correctly, you want to meet someone who's tall, dark and handsome and he treats you well. Is that right? And all I did there, as I'm sure you did, is I... I'm sure you did notice, I touched myself very lightly at the same time. I pointed to myself as if to say, these are all the things that you want, and I've got them all, in a simple pointing technique. And now these are her words, remember. I've not made her say these words, this is her own words, so it appears more natural. And subconsciously, on a very, very deep level, she is connecting those thoughts with me. She'll feel I'm be tall, dark and handsome, and think I'm going to treat her well. Now, when you do this, don't overdo it. Don't keep pointing at yourself left, right and centre. That looks absolutely ridiculous. Just do it once or twice during the conversation and it's completely natural. Now, if she finds you doing it and sees you doing it, don't worry. It means nothing. She has no idea that you're doing a technique on her. She has absolutely no clue. All you're doing is just pointing at yourself, touching yourself. Maybe you do it anyway. Maybe you're adjusting your buttons. It's a very, very fun, relaxing to do. And if it doesn't work, so what? Nine times out of ten, it will hopefully it'll work for you. So good luck trying it. Remember, do it really naturally as possible. Repeat back her words, touch yourself at the same time, and hopefully things will work out just the way that you want. Thank you very much. I'm James Priest. Enjoy the rest of the, of the course. Hey guys, what's up? It's Justin Wayne here. And today I want to show you guys a really nice a simple trick you can use to go for the kiss with girls, okay? Um, going for the kiss is a very crucial part of game, and there are several ways to do this. And there's a few tricks that I've noticed that have a higher success rate than others. So one of my favorite tricks or steps that I like to take is, um, let's say if me and a girl is talking, we're hugging, you know, we're already hugging, we're cuddling, you know, we're flirting, only at that stage, I might do something like this. I might say, um, hey, can you do me a favor? She'll say, what? You can just say, close your eyes, okay? And you can do this while you're maybe holding both of her hands like that, okay? And this is also a good test. So if she closes her eyes, then you can go very slowly for the kiss, all right? Now, a few things might happen. A, she might, she might open and move like kind of playfully. And the key is to look to see if she's smiling and, and if she's like blushing, right? Well, the second thing that might happen is that's more likely she might just, you know, let you kiss her, Okay. Now, there's a few steps you want to do before this tactic. Number one, maybe give her a playful kiss on her cheek, like, like oh, you get a hug for that, and then have her kiss you back. So that's the first step. And then you can then say, you know what? Do me a favor, right? Close your eyes for a second. I'm going to show you something really cool and magical. Now, again, if she's like, no, 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 I'm not closing my eyes, then she's probably not ready to be kissed yet, even if she likes you, um, but she's not ready to be kissed yet. If she says, okay, and she closes her eyes, and, she, you know, and she's smiling especially, then you just go in for the kiss, very, very slowly and just that's sensual. Don't hesitate. Just go in, assume it. All right. 
Uh, so that's a really nice, playful way to go for the kiss. And it's a good test to see if she's willing to even entertain the idea. Because in her mind, she does have an excuse. She can always say, well, I didn't know. I closed my eyes. But she will know because of the way you were talking to her, the way you were touching her before, and the fact that you already kissed her the cheek a few times, that she will know that. So it's a very high success rate because sometimes you just go in for the kiss like that. She still might play hard to get because she might feel like she doesn't want to participate in her own seduction. You know, she wants to feel like it's your fault or it's because of you. So knowing that, you know, it, you give her like a nice excuse like, oh, close your eyes. Right? And then she's like, okay, so that's the excuse. I close my eyes. So I think that's one of my favorite kiss techniques. And it's very sensual. It's like surprising. Like imagine closing your eyes. You don't know what's going to happen. It's very romantic and sensual. So definitely try that tip and uh, let me know how it goes. And yeah, pretty much it. Party on. Hi guys, I'm Laurel House. I'm a celebrity dating coach and sex expert and the author of Screwing the Rules, The No Games Guide to Love. Tripp asked me to give you one tip on something that I'm passionate about, and that's oral sex. You want to give good head, right? What you do, you do, especially if you want to get into a relationship with a woman, especially if you want a woman to find you to be sticky. And what I mean by sticky is she wants more. She needs more even. She can't stop thinking about you. If you want her to feel that way, give her great head. <laughs> it's, I say that the, the way to a woman's heart is through great head. And I don't just mean talking and vulnerability or even a scalp massage. I mean oral sex. So what do you do? Well, first, you've got to commit. Okay? Like, you are down there. So really commit to this. You want it to be great for her. You want her to have an amazing experience. And by the way through oral sex, that's a way that you can make a woman have multiple orgasms. Wouldn't that feel good for you? Yeah. A little pride there? Uh-huh. And she'll love it too. She'll love it even more than your ego. So you're going to put your mouth on her, okay? And don't just do a little like tongue like ticking. Don't just... That's not dedication. That's not like the decision to be there. Be there. Put her in your mouth, Imagine you're so hungry and you're on a desert island and someone gives you a mango. You are going to put your face on that mango, open your mouth like the whole mango is going to be in your mouth, right? And then goes the tongue part. So the tongue can either be going inside her, can be going around her, it can be then clicking her clit. You can also, and this is even better, use your hands. So yes, your mouth is around her. And I'm not talking about like all over, just dripping way too much, but just let her feel the warmth of your mouth because that warmth is comforting. So your mouth is on her. Your tongue is either in her or around her or, you know, feel it. And then your thumb. So your thumb comes into play, and that's where you're massaging her clit. And again, it's not necessarily like you're not a vibrator. You're a person. So you're massaging her clit. You're going to see she might do these little twitchies, and that's because it feels really good. So 
get your head out of the game and start to just feel it. Feel her reaction. Be aware of those little moments. Be aware of her moans. Be aware of when she heats up more. Be aware of when she gets a little more wet. Like have a very clear aware. Be all about her. Be so present in that moment. And whatever she's doing, whatever you're doing when she starts to do those little jolts or start vibrating, that's a good thing. And do that more. And remember that. So those are just a few sorry trip. I said I would give one tip and instead I gave the whole how to give oral sex situation. But I'm passionate about it because really good oral sex can make a woman like so crazy about you that she can't stop thinking. You think you guys think about sex all the time? If a woman is receiving really good head, she's thinking about it all of the time. So enjoy. I hope that helps. And if you want more information on me, you can go to my website, laurelhouse.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Dating Laurel and Instagram at Laurel House. Thanks so much for watching. Hey guys, Michael Valmont here. And in my bedroom escalation technique, I'm going to show you very quickly how to almost one, with 100% confidence, get the kiss and get the makeout and, and get closer that you can escalate to sex. So how do I make sure with 100% certainty that the girl wants to kiss me? There's two methods I use. The first method is I will have my hands on her shoulders and I'll slowly stroke my hands down and grab her hands. And what I'll do is I'll start massaging her hands and... If she start, because the thing is about massaging someone's hands is it's very intimate. Now, you might think, but oh, there's so many other intimate things that I could do, like put my hand around her waist or whatever else. And that's kind of true. But actually holding hands is only something that you do with your boyfriend or girlfriend. It's, it's so intimate, right? It's such an intimate experience. So grab her hands, start massaging. And if she starts massaging them back, she's ready to be kissed. I've never, ever been rejected by a girl once I've grabbed her hands, started massaging them, and she's massaged me back. Now, if I grab them and massage them, and she pulls back a little bit, you've got to wait a little bit longer. Maybe instead of massaging, just hold her hands in your hands. So it's not a no, it just means not yet, and maybe you need to build a bit more rapport and a bit more comfort so that she's more comfortable for you to kiss her. The second way that I tell and build up to a kiss is I'll have my hand on the girl's shoulder. So I'll have my hand on the girl's shoulder and then I'll slowly bring it up to the back or and the, the kind of crown on the head. And this part of the head has a lot of nerve endings. It's extremely therapeutic and sensual to massage that part of the head. So what I'll do is I'll, if she's got long hair, I'll put my hand up her neck and then up to the base and the crown of the head. And I will start massaging. And I'll massage and massage and maybe we'll still be in conversation. So I'll have my hand here, slowly work it up. She'll be talking to me, I'll massage and massage. And if she doesn't flinch or doesn't move or is comfortable with me massaging her head like that, then I will go for the kiss because it means she's ready. And again, this is a technique that I've never, ever gone for a kiss with a girl, maybe once out of hundreds of times, 
where she's pulled away. So it's it really is a foolproof method to escalate in the bedroom or it could be in your living room, but to start escalating towards kiss, which is going to lead to sex. So those are my techniques. The other little bonus technique that you can you can do is with when you massage and bring your hand up, if you give her hair, like grab a little bit of her hair and give it a light, light very light yank, a very light tug, it can actually kind of spark innate animal-like animalistic behaviors that can make her go really primal and sexual, just a light tug, and then you give her a cheeky look in the eye as well. So that's a little bonus for you guys. I hope that was useful to you guys and see you soon. Hey guys, I'm Spencer Burnett. I'm a dating and lifestyle coach for the League of Badass Gentlemen. Now, the League is a mentorship network for men that combines community with knowledge in order for you to build the better you. Now, today's sex tip I'm going to give you is called the treatment. Now, the treatment is not a move that is done during intercourse. It's also a move that's not done during foreplay. It's a move that's done after you're done having sex or what I call postplay. So you see, when a woman's done having an orgasm, Her body is flowing with hormones that really make her skin super sensitive. So there's an opportunity to give her more pleasure even though you're done having sex. Now, here's what you're going to need. You're going to need one dry towel. You've got to make sure that it's really, really warm. You also need one wet towel. Also make sure that it's really, really warm. So with the the wet towel, what you're going to do is you're going to kind of unroll it. All right. And you're going to place it directly on her vagina. Okay. And you're going to press it against there and it's going to feel really, really warm. Okay. Now, once you, you've, you're pressing it on there, you're going to hold it on there. This is what's called grounding the orgasm. Now it's going to feel really nice because it's wet and it's warm. Now, what you do immediately after that is you pull it off and then you blow on the area like this. See what that does is the the warm towel initially creates a warm, wet sensation. And then when you pull it off and you blow air on it, it makes it a cool sensation. So you're going between the variance between warm and cold and wet and dry. Once you've kind of cooled it off and dried it off a little bit, you take the warm, dry towel and you place it on her vagina, grounding the orgasm again. And grounding the orgasm is basically just putting your hand up on her vagina, giving it a little bit of pressure and just holding it there. And once you do that, then you pull it off and go back with with the warm towel. And you bring the warm towel up the side of her thighs, up the side of the other thigh, ground ground the orgasm once again, and then pull it off and blow air again. This time, not just on the vagina, but also up and down the sides of the thighs. Okay. Then you take the dry warm towel again and you kind of wipe her off. The reason that this is so effective is because you're going back and forth between warm and cool. You're going back and forth between dry and wet and going between those, uh, between those variances makes her nerves, her nerves in her vagina and on her thighs go crazy. Next, let's talk about how do we get two hot towels in your room in order to accomplish this. Once you're done having sex, tell her to simply just relax. Okay, leave the room and you have to be well prepared. Okay, so you turn on the sink and you let the hot water run. Okay, until it gets really, really hot. In the meantime, you're going to put the dry towel in the microwave for 30 seconds. Okay, 
30 seconds max. You don't want to do anything really longer than that or else you'll set the towel on fire. Trust me. Uh, then, uh, so then once the water is really, really hot, you run the towel underneath the water and you, and you wring it out. Okay. Now you want to keep the, you want to keep the towel kind of bunched up like this because it'll cool down very fast. Now you pull the, uh, one towel out of the microwave, pull the other towel uh, away from, uh, away from the hot water, you wring it out and you bring them into the bedroom. Now, this is the most important part of the treatment is making sure that you don't burn her pussy. So I want you to take the towel, wring it out, and then try it on yourself first. You've got to test it out on you. If it's too hot for your genitals, let it blow out a little bit, cool off, and then go on with the technique. So that's it, guys. That's the treatment. Try it the next time that you have sex, and I promise you that she's going to be telling every single one of her girlfriends, and in her mind, you will be a sexual legend. Hey, it's Stefan Erdmann here from AuthenticGame.com. One of my favorite ways of escalating with a girl physically is actually something that doesn't involve physical touch at all. However, it really turns women on and it makes them want to touch you and want you to touch them more. All right, so what is this thing? It basically has to do with whispering in her ear. And here are a few things that you need to establish before you actually do this. And I explain exactly how to do this in a second. You need to be physically close to her. So you shouldn't sit opposite the girl ever on a date. You should sit over the corner of the table or even next to her on the sofa or something. Those are great situations to do this in. Secondly, you need to have established some sort of physical contact with her already. Like that would be great. And you need to be flirting with her and have a playful tone established. Then all you have to do is say something along the lines of, you know, I'm going to tell you a secret, okay? Come here. And then you get close to her ear as if you're about to whisper something in her ear. And when you're really close to her ear, you basically whisper, mm, maybe not yet, okay? And then you move out again. What does that do to her? Well, it creates massive anticipation. This is also a very sensual, uh, intimate zone for her. Her ears are very sensitive. Her neck is very sensitive. So if you move in there, it creates a, a lot of anticipation that you will touch her, that you will kiss her, all of those things. And at the same time, you're creating the associations with a secret, something that creates even more anticipation. So try this out. You have to be near her. You need to have some sort of uh, physical contact established at that stage. You need to be flirting with her, having established a playful vibe. That's how this works best. You can do this again later, for example, and say, well, maybe you're ready now. And then you, <laughs> you get close to her again and you do this again and play with this, enjoy this and have a lot of fun with this. And you'll notice how turned on women get. Now, try this out and let us know how you're doing with it. Hi, I'm Stephanie Allen and I'm a central masseuse and I've been doing the central massage for about five years now. And uh, I am a co-host on the show TNA Talk Sex, which is a podcast you can find on iTunes and Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you do your podcast listening. And this is my lovely co-host, T. Hi, I'm T. <laughs> and uh, so I wanted, I wanted to share with you today was the gold nugget about touch 
okay, which will translate literally to anything you do, to you touching a woman as you brush her on a date at dinner, to sex, of course. But today we're going to be speaking most specifically about massage. So the thing is that I have a, I, I know that I have a pretty magical touch and I, I want to try to sh share with you what makes a touch magical. And some people feel like you either have this skill or you don't. I come from the school of thought that you absolutely can learn this. And the, the number one thing that's keeping someone's touch from being magical is your mind. <laughs> so for me, touch is about intention. And what that means is what are you doing when you're touching the person in front of you? And a lot of times, especially when it comes to sensual massage, which is probably massage with the hope or the intention of it going and leading to something sexual. The problem with that is that a lot of times there can be this energy that's like, oh, we're going somewhere and yes, I'm doing this massage, but really so that we can have sex in a little bit. And so the thing is that when my clients try to massage me, I definitely absolutely 100% feel what's in their touch. And a lot of times it's anxiousness, it's eagerness, um, but it certainly is not the attention on me. And so that's where you need to shift focus. It's, it's, out, it's getting outside of your head, outside of your excitement, outside of your arousal, putting that aside and really focusing on her. And that is extremely arousing. When you have mastery over that and she knows that you're aroused, but that despite that arousal, you're willing to set all of that juicy, wonderful stuff aside and focus on her, that's hot. It's really hot. Okay, so that alone, she's already gonna be like five notches up, okay? One very practical way of doing this is to really focus on the speed. Like when I'm in session and I'm preoccupied in my thoughts, I the and I can feel that I'm not fully present in there, my touch is mechanical. Like, yeah, it probably feels good, but I'm sure you've all had that kind of massage where it's like, yeah, they're doing it and it doesn't feel bad, but it's like, eh, meh, you know? Eh. And it's just like, yeah, it's you're doing it and you're not hurting her. It's like, okay, but like, my thoughts are somewhere else. And really, if you really focus on when you're receiving a massage, you can feel this. You definitely need oil That's because that's really going to allow you to do the slow motion touch that you need to do to create the sensuality. Okay. So what I do is I put some oil on and I just spread the oil, like without getting really into the massage. I just, you really want to oil up the skin so that your palate is a, is a wonderful dance floor. I definitely focus on using my thumbs because I, I have strong hands and you can really get in there. But once I've sort of lubed her up, <laughs> then I focus on the spine. And again, it really is the slower, you can't go too slow. And so it really is just, you know, I focus in on the muscles on the spine and I go down the spine all together. And it really is that slow. Music during this is amazing too, because it's a whole other level of sense that's being stimulated. So I like to start at the top and I work on the neck here. It's gonna be hard to get a really great angle without a massage table on the neck. And I like to dig, uh, you use your thumbs to get in with the trap here. And you can get in, there's this little nook in her shoulder you can get in there. And the beautiful thing is that you're really, you really are easing tension out of her. And so the more 
you can genuinely focus on giving her a great massage and getting this tension out of her, the more she's gonna be butter, total butter in your hands and really relaxed. And the key I feel for a woman to having great sex is being able to really relax because that's gonna open her emotionally, spiritually, and it's also going to help her open her vagina even and the cervix, like everything will just open, open, open. So relaxation is key. So I like to go up and down the spine. And again, it's this slow, sensual skin on skin. And the thing is, is when you slow down, when you slow your touch down, your mind slows down and your focus really does, it's like your mind shift and, and it's almost like you're experiencing what you're doing to her. And so you're, you're, that's what creates presence. You're there with her. You feel what it, her muscles are experiencing. And so that makes you able to read her body and what her body needs. And so it creates a whole other level of connection as well. And if you find your mind wandering, just refocus. And if you find mind wandering and your touch is just going to, you know, again, it, and this is another thing. None of this needy, like a lot of squeezing, no squeezing, don't squeeze. You just, you really want to glide, focus on gliding, gliding. Like you almost never even have to pick up your hands. So when you massage like this, okay, really focused, really tuned into her and very sensual, then the, your lady is going to understand that your attention and your intention is 100% for her, not for you. Sure, it's a pleasure for you to massage her, but she knows that it's not just some method, some thing to get you what you want. The, tr the, the thing is to really genuinely make her feel like this is really for her. And that's, that's the total key and that will, that is a central massage. <laughs>A woman is like, uh, if you think about it, like the bullseye touch technique, right? What most guys do, because they're goal-oriented, is that they go, right away. They never even start with your hands, your arms, stroking mm -hmm. your hair, kissing your eyelids, kissing your cheeks, holding you. So if you want your woman to be more present, there's a couple of things. The first one is, don't forget to romance her. Mm -hmm. And then just have sensual experiences together, not sexual, sensual mm -hmm. experiences together where you're sh getting her present with you. Before you try to do it in sex, try to do it sensually. And then you can start to seduce her toward more pleasure and more sensual connection. So slow down, work from the outside in, the bullseye technique. Don't mm -hmm. start at her pussy, don't touch her nipples. Get her wanting you to touch her there, right? I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of area acreage. here that <laughs> is not nipple, that is all mm -hmm. deliciously sensitive. Here, here, everywhere. <clears throat> Inside so, of the thighs. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sweet little butt cheeks, mm -hmm. lower back. Everything feels good when it feels good to you. And so getting your woman present comes from slowing down, starting from the outside in, remembering to romance her and move her towards sensual pleasure before you're just trying to get her to pay attention to you during mm -hmm. sex while you give her this pounding. So I hope that helps.
Hi there, guys. It's Suzanne Oshima, matchmaker and dating coach at Dream Bachelor and Bachelorette. I'm also the founder of Single and Stilettos. I'm so excited to be here with you today because today I'm going to give you some great tips on how to escalate it into the bedroom with that special someone that you're interested in. So, What I want you to realize, because I think a lot of men make the mistake of thinking, oh, well, if I do this one or two moves on the date, I'm going to get her into the bedroom. Well, and I know right before you try those one or two moves, you're actually really nervous because you're thinking, oh, God, is this going to work? Or, you know, I don't know. And should I try this or whatever it is? And I can help decrease that nervousness and have a higher degree of certainty that it's probably going to work if you do some what I call pre-date foreplay. And here's what I mean by that. It's actually more important to focus on what you do before the date than what you actually do on the date. And here's what I mean by that is if you can make an emotional connection with a woman, that's what's going to help you get her into the bedroom. Okay, so. Let's talk about this a little. So before a date, you know, you're texting a woman going back and forth. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that men make is they only text one or two words or maybe they just say, hey, how's it going? And they're just not making an emotional connection. And I will tell you, I work with a lot of women and they tell me they hate when a man isn't good at texting. So if you can make an emotional connection with a woman over texting, that's what's going to help win her over. So make it more conversational. Ask her something about her day and actually care about what she's saying. So have a real conversation. Don't do those, you know, one sentence texts or not respond to her because that's a turnoff to a woman. And it's important about your tone. And I'm going to give you some tips about a woman. The top two things that a woman looks for in a man is confidence and sense of humor. If you have those two things, that's going to help win her over. So work on your self-confidence. Use sense of humor in the text, okay? Because women love a guy that has a great sense of humor, okay? And it's important to, you know, be thoughtful. Text her regularly. Don't let these things get in the way where you disappear and then reappear because when you do that thing of disappearing and reappearing for periods of time it actually makes us as women more suspicious we start to think oh well is he with another woman does he have a girlfriend or whatever it is so be consistent follow through on your actions if you say you're going to call her or text her then do it because that's what we're is going to win us over in an emotional connection Okay, and that brings me I mentioned calling her is another point is, guys, you need to pick up the phone and call her. And I just heard every single guy out there sigh and go, oh, my God, I don't want to call her. I hate talking on the phone. And I get it. I know men do not like talking on the phone. But I will tell you, that's women's biggest complaint. Remember, I work with a lot of women and they tell me they hate when a man only texts them and doesn't pick up the phone. 
So it's important to just pick up the phone every once in a while. And I get it. I know you don't like to talk on the phone, but I'll give you a tip on how to not talk on the phone for hours to a woman because I know it's annoying is all you need to do is call her 10 to 15 minutes before you have to leave to go somewhere and say, hey, I just wanted to give you a call before I leave to go wherever you're going or if you're at work. I wanted to give you a call 10 to 15 minutes before I have to go into a meeting and just say that. So I preface it that there's a time limit on how long we're going to talk. She'll appreciate the phone call. You win points because you actually gave her a call and you're making that emotional connection and it's building up to before the date. Okay. So and then when you get on the date, here's the thing is it's important that you make her laugh, you make her feel comfortable and you make her feel like she's someone special. Women love when a man treats her like she's somebody special and that he really wants to make her happy and makes her feel like she's with someone really special, that it means something to you. So if you can make her feel special on a date, that's great. And then start doing, as you're trying to escalate this into the bedroom, is I want you to do, and I'm sure Tripp's told you this, is do some touch tests. You know, touch her on arm, touch her on the lower part of her back. See what she does when you do this, okay? Does she lean inward towards you, okay? Does she turn her body towards you, okay? Watch for those things. Does she get shy and kind of look down and play with her hair? Those are signs that she's interested in you. Does she touch your arm back? Look for those signs, okay? Because that's what's really important. So it's important to watch her body language, read her body language, because sometimes a woman's body language actually says way more than the words that come out of our mouth. Okay, so get better at body language. Then when you finally do escalate it into the bedroom, I want to give you the most important tip about something that we as women care about in the bedroom. And it's one thing that I've actually heard a lot of women complain about is men treat their clitoris. You guys know what a clitoris is, right? They treat it as a button. Remember this at all times. It's not a button, okay? Is you want to stimulate it, but use gentle action, whether it's with your tongue, your hand, your fingers, whatever it is. Do not rub it. Do not push it really hard like it's a button. Be gentle and see how much pressure she can take. Because obviously every woman's different. But if you go too hard straight out of the gate and treat it like a button, it's actually going to be a huge turnoff to the woman. And the other thing to know is that some women actually need clitoral stimulation in order to have an orgasm. So don't ignore it when you're having intercourse. Okay, sometimes that's the only way some women, some women, remember that some can have an orgasm. So you don't want to ignore the clip. Okay, and the last tip that I will give you is this is once the woman has the big O, do not touch the clip. She will jump off the charts. So just leave it alone. Okay. So I hope these tips help you in escalating into the bedroom with the right woman.